0: This time on the Rule Right Radio podcast with New York Mike. Labor is the biggest overhead of a company. And when they start raising the tax rates, they're going to never let people go. The CEOs, they're going to keep on making those bonuses. They're going to do everything they can, no matter what you do. Because the way you incentivize the leaders of a company to lead it right, to do the right thing, which is to make that company as profitable as possible. Their pay plan is based on bonuses, based on profitability. And they're going to do everything they have to do. That's why when Donald Trump lowered the tax rate back here to bring those corporations back, and they came back because they really believed, okay, good, finally, this is going to work. And then, boom, it's overturned. You know, there's some permanent damage here. But we could fix it. This is the United States of America, and we can fix it. We really can, and we will. But it is going to take a major effort, and it's going to take all those pro-life people. Look, you wish for it. Be careful what you wish for. You wanted Roe v. Wade overturned. You're getting Roe v. Wade overturned. That's going to empower the left wing. It's going to empower the Democrats. Do not jeopardize the 2022 election. He wears black denim trousers and motorcycle boots and a black leather jacket with his name on the back. He does a patriotic podcast called Roll Right Radio. His name is New York Mike and welcome to the show. This is Roll Right Radio on New York, Mike. There's so much going on. It's been a crazy week with this leaked memo. It's a memo. It's an amazing thing to watch. I got to talk about a lot of things today. To the table of contents for Roll Right Radio today, it's first place. Happy 15th anniversary to Boo Spiders, Chapter 101 in LA. A whole bunch of friends of mine. The founder of that is Robert Patrick. The one and only Robert Patrick. And the current prez, who who's been a president for a while now, Bobby Krauss. The gamer. I should say gamer. So, yeah, me saying Bobby Krauss, like him saying Michael Shelby. I kid, but, you know, that's, that's who we are. We are how we're known by. And I'm not going to get into the whole shelby thing and the new york mike thing but at some point i will because i think it's a cool story i'm sitting out back by the way the sun is going down it's been a kind of a really nice day it's getting a little cool my two puppies are out here thunder and storm <laughs> and um i'm kind of kick back i want to kick back relax a little bit and look at everything going on and i'm going to talk about rolling to remember too but we're going to talk about this misinformation board or the Ministry of Truth. We got to talk about Roe v. Wade, this leaked info thing. We've got to talk about Ukraine. We got to talk about voting rights because 2022 just became an issue. That's right. John Durham, what's going with that? The border issues, January 6th, crime, free speech, so much. The new press secretary, hey, Dave Chappelle, this guy attacks him on the stage. By the way, with a knife. Now, it was a fake gun, but it was a knife that, if you saw a picture of it, the knife was a real knife. So instead of the barrel of the gun, it was the body of the gun, the trigger and the handle, and then the barrel was a knife. And this guy, if you haven't seen any of the um, video, there's Dave Chappelle. And of course, you know, he's a little bit controversial because his jokes, he's a funny as hell dude, man. And lately his jokes are about, I think it's about transgender. I've never gone to a Dave Chappelle show, but I've seen him once in a while. I know he's funny and he took on this controversial, making fun of transgender stuff. Now, that's what comedians do. Comedians make fun of everything. That's what they're supposed to do. Every comedian has some pet thing that they make fun of. And I, I can't give you a whole bunch of examples, but it's out there. You know, you know what I'm talking about. And so he got on this tangent about transgender stuff. And, man, there's a backlash. There's a Come on. It's got to be funny someplace. You see these guys, they're like women. You know, it used to be you're going to a bar back way back, way, way back in, in the 1960s. And so you'd hear about an isolated case once in a while and your friends would make fun of it. You know, you're a teenager, you're 16, 17, you're in the movie theater and, and there's some girl trying to get picked up. And everybody knows it's a guy. And we we're making fun. We laugh laughing. and the guys laugh laughing. And then we try to find some guy that fell for it. And they're sitting there in the movie theater, stock. And the movie theaters always had balconies, and we would go up to the balconies to smoke and make out. That's what we were up there for. <laughs> so you go over the balcony, and everyone—not a lot, once or twice a year—it might happen. But it was funny. We'd make fun of the guy. We'd laugh at him. We'd prank him. We'd do all that stuff. It got a little bit more, what's the word? Not prevalent. It was never prevalent. But you'd see it more often, a little bit. As you got into your 20s and you started hanging out, and you'd see the way. And that was in the 60s. The, the reason I even got into it, I was going to talk about things like the Jewel Box Review was a burlesque thing. And there were clubs in Manhattan. Not a lot. I just know one that catered to, what do you call it, female impersonators. And that became big. Then there was a few movies, right? Remember La Cage Affair and things like that, all about female impersonators? Nobody threw rocks at them or called them names, but it was funny, and it was just different. And sometimes some of them got a little testy with some of the people we know. And your friends who go to a the bar, they come back, they yeah, girl turned out to be a guy and they did this and then sometimes they took it a little too far. Maybe they took it a lot too far. That's not exactly criminal, but I think it's immoral to pull that on somebody who's not expecting it. I think in most cases today it's so prevalent that if you want into wander into a place and there's a whole bunch of women and You look around, and there's something about that. (laughs) If you stay around, you get what you came for. So today, it's a little bit different. Anyway, what got me off on that tangent is that Dave Chappelle's up there, and the guy runs up and tackles him with this knife. Now, of course, they throw him out. They pick him up. It looked like they broke his arm. They beat him a little bit. They got him off the thing. Dave Chappelle was on the ground. I mean, the guy literally tackled him and could have been bad, even if it was by accident, that he stabbed him. If he didn't even mean to kill him or didn't mean to stab him, but he had that knife. And if it hit an artery, hit his throat, slit something, did something, God knows the way he ran up there and tackled him with that knife in his hand, if it went into him at any point, and hit an organ, not even the heart, whatever. It could have done some very serious damage, but it didn't. I think that was lucky, especially for Chappelle. But it was lucky for him, too. And they carry him out. And then, I don't know if they put him in an ambulance or whatever, they arrest him. And now we find out today, and this is where I'm going with this, that the district attorney in, in L.A., is not charging him with a felony. How can he not charge him with a felony? What's wrong with this guy? Now, I know that, you know, he's up for a recall. They want to recall him. This just shows you. It's not just tolerance of crime. It's inducing crime. It's saying to people, okay, okay, yeah, go ahead. What do you want to do? Yeah, go ahead. Just go ahead. Just do it. Yeah, go for it, man. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. Be careful. Don't actually stab the guy in the eyeball or something like that. But okay, okay. One eyeball. (laughs) What's going on? Gascon. Is that the guy's name? The DA up there? Yeah, the crazy guy who came down from San Francisco. Crazy guy. I shouldn't say that. Because this is probably a perfectly sane, left-wing liberal individual whose agenda I will never even try to understand what he's doing. And the other DAs, I think this guy in New York City is the same thing and there's probably a few others, but this guy Gascon is famously letting people out, no bail, and then he's not even charging this guy who's doing this. I'm not going to say it's because Chappelle is making fun of transgender people. I don't know that. I just know that it's a pattern. This is what the C.A. has been doing. And it's also indicative, as I said in the last podcast, of what's been going on. The fact that not punishing crime, not only is there an injustice that the criminal isn't paying a price, crime and punishment, but it's also you punish a crime so you discourage other people from committing those kind of crimes. And by not doing that, you actually encourage people to, Yeah, go for it, yeah, why not? And that's exactly what's going on. What I was talking about was the leaker, you know, the person who leaked this Roe v. Wade. It's not a decision. It's a memo, it's a simple memo. But it is so highly protected, beyond classified. It's a memo between the Supreme Court justices. Each one puts out their feelings about certain things, and this is the one that Justice Alito put out there with regard to his feelings on the Mississippi case where Mississippi passed a law that you can't have an abortion after 15 weeks of being pregnant. That's their law, so it was protested. They brought it to the Supreme Court, now there are eight other justices. I'm not saying they're all going to put out memos, but three or four of them might. Maybe all of them. I don't know. But this, it came out, somebody said it was in December. I originally heard it came out in February. And now here it is in May. And somebody leaks it. But it's a decision that is going to be rendered by the court in June or July. So it's been hanging around. They've been talking about it. Somebody finds this. None of these memos, memorandums of whatever, what these justices pass around to, ever has been disclosed to the public. Ever. And here it was. And if you listen, we're not talking about the left wing over here. We're talking about the full body of the Democrat Party. Every one of them that I have seen so far, except for. I think it was Senator Warner from Virginia who said that person should be prosecuted, that it was wrong. But so many of the Chuck Schumans and the rest of them that I've seen have said that this memo represents the verdict of the court and this is what's going to happen and we've got to stop it. There's also a sense that this has been festering since it was put out in December or January or February. So all of February, March, April, two or three months, maybe longer, that some person who was so upset. Now, on the other side, of course, they said could be a right-wing person that wanted to make sure <laughs> that this became the law of the land. I don't think there's a lot of probability there. But speculating too much before the person is found out and we know. And what if the person is never found out? Not much of a probability that that person's not going to be found out. They'd have to be awfully protected. So let's wait to see. Meanwhile, we are seeing the reaction of the Democrats. The pro-choice people out there, just about half the country, maybe more than half the country, but it's at least half the country, who were so pro-choice that if this comes about, the way they're acting, what they've done, they've given out the addresses of the Supreme Court justices and have told people to go to their homes and protest. And, of course, the way they're talking about protest is pretty loud. I'd say, in my opinion, the way they're talking about is they're suggesting they get pretty violent. They are threatening these people, and they have to put fencing around the Supreme Court. Fencing in Washington, D.C., what a shame to see this everywhere. Why can't we just have the police arrest people and charge them, and follow up. I wanted to talk about that, I guess I just did. But there's a lot more to talk about this whole Roe v. Wade situation. There's a lot here, but I guess we'll go into it as time goes on, because this ain't going away. But there's another whole part of this that's so interesting, And that's all about the 2022 election. There was no question, I don't know about you, but in my mind, and most people I talk to, left, right, center, that totally believe that it's going to be a red wave. And whether they would take the House by 20 or 30 seats, some said 50 or 60 seats. Now in the first election, the election after the election of Barack Obama, and interestingly, Bill Clinton, There was a red wave, and in Barack Obama's case, if I remember right, it was 63 seats that went to the Republicans. And so you look at that and you say, this is going to be that big. And that's what I would have thought, and I always kind of sort of hedge my bet, saying, we'll see. Well, we'll see, because this really changes everything. There's so much that energized the conservatives in America. They're not, not even real conservative. The Republican Party, a lot of the independents, there's so much out there, everything that's going on. I could list all of it from Afghanistan to the border to the, of course, the economy. It's always the economy stupid because when the economy gets stupid, which it is right now, you got to be stupid to vote to continue the same economy. You got to change it. You got to fix it. It is the economy. And so, with that, you look at what's going on. This inflation is crazy. And you look at Joe Biden and there's so much else. So, you okay, we got this. And then an issue like this comes up that is going to energize their side. Because if you take all the people on their side, maybe 10% or 15% who are going, man, this isn't good. No, it's not working for me. This inflation isn't working. The gas prices isn't working. What's going on with the military isn't working. This witch hunt for white supremacists isn't working. The mask mandates and the vaccine passports and all the... It's just not working. We're not fixing COVID. It's just bad. One bad thing after the next bad thing. And yeah, I'm not going to change party affiliates. Give me a choice. I think I'm going to vote for that Republicanist. There's always a percentage. There's percentage of Republicans that will vote from time to time for Democrats, and vice versa. That's just the way it is. So many people register one way, but you don't always vote the way you register it. And this time, you would think that a significant percentage of Democrats, registered Democrats, not actively involved Democrats, those, what do you call them, I don't know, sycophants, ordinary people. And you'd think that with everything going on, they're going to look at the situation and say, yeah, they're going to vote for their Republican this time. So now we have this issue, and we have now energized these Democrats, these pro-choice Democrats, because they're going to be fired up. Oh, they're going to make these justices that were put in by Trump, these right-wing fanatics, they're going to make abortion illegal. Well, there's nothing about Roe v. Wade. It's not making abortion illegal. It's just not. It's just saying that it's not a national priority to empower anybody who wants an abortion anytime on demand. I want an abortion, get an abortion for any reason whatsoever. In many states in the country, that will become the law of the land in those states. And in a lot of places in the country, there'll be laws that will say you can't have an abortion after 15 weeks when there's a strong heartbeat and all the other indications that this baby, whatever you want to call it, to me it's a living human being, is viable. Meaning. It could live if it's birthed now. After four months, it very well may be able to sustain its own life, and we have plenty of examples of that. So, 15 weeks—that's reasonable. And there'll be states that have that law. There'll be states that will say it's only in case of rape, incest. The the life of the mother, and there'll be a lot of different things. And we'll have a dialogue. We'll have a conversation. We'll be talking about something that's very important. The right to life of a human being. Now, obviously, on the other side, they have a huge argument against that. So my point being, when we talk about the 22 election, we're talking about what has just energized the left. And it hasn't even started yet. Wait until... The if, and it's a big F, they actually overturn Roe versus Wade. And we're a long way from that. It was a memo, for crying out loud. So if it does, oh, boy, Katie, bar the door. It's going to be crazy. There's going to be so many empowered Democrats. They're going to just go, this is the issue of World War Three, the economy, everything. No. You know, I don't care. I Put it on the side. I want the freedom to have an abortion. We are in control of our own body. This is the women's right. This is a women's health issue. It's life and death for all women. No, you're going to hear it all. Every example, every extreme reason that you can even conceive of to make people think that overturning Roe v. Wade is taking away every liberty and freedom that we have in this country. And then it's going to be out there, going to throw the kitchen sink at it. So, what is the other side going to do? This is a big test. What is the pro life movement going to do? All these people, and I'm a pro life person, and I have gone to Washington, D.C. on January 22nd and participated in the Walk for Life. And I've done that. And there's you know, so many wonderful people. So many priests, nuns, their lives revolve around the issue of life. It is so meaningful to them. That's not everybody. There's a lot of people around that I've met in my travels throughout the world of Republican politics. And they're just so pro-life. They're so pro-life. I love that. It's all the right reasons. They are morally so invested in seeing that this holocaust of the crazy abortion, abort their child because oh it's a boy, oh because oh we can't afford another baby, or oh I'm single and I'm a, is a human life? What's the value of a human? We are devaluing each and every one of our lives by putting such a low value. On the life, I hate to use the term, you know, side or whatever, it's a human being. Let's just call it a human being, an inception. And so, okay, that's my opinion. And I think there should be certain restrictions. You know, and I'm going beyond the life of the mother and rape and incest. I'm sure there are other things that people can find that would be something that you could say. Maybe I wouldn't. Want to see my child aborted. And by the way, see the other part? Does the man, the father of that child, have any say? Can we talk about that at some point? So, my point being, when we have energized that pro choice movement, and again, I'll repeat myself from the last podcast, it is not a choice. It's a huge decision that affects the person who is pregnant and has an abortion. It'll affect their life for the rest of their lives if they have a conscience. But more importantly, it affects the life of this infant, this baby, this, we're taking a life. It's literally a life and death issue. And these people who are like pro-life, who have worked so hard, who've gone out and whatever, have made this the issue on which they will judge the Republican candidate and there's a lot of it, how hard are they going to work to overcome the energized left wing, the energized Democrat, the energized, pro, quote-unquote, pro-choice person? How hard are they going to work? We're going to find out. We're going to see just how much this election means to them if it is going to be lost to the Republicans or if there are seats being threatened because of the overthrowing of Roe v. Wade. I've been saying for a long time, we can't just sit back and just say, okay, it's going to happen. We have to get out there. We have to work. Okay, I'm, I'm not going to go, you know, an old ballistic right now and say, get out there and get out the vote and work for a priest thing and do so. Okay, that's common. <laughs> I'll save that for August, September, certainly October, because we're going to need that. But now that this has come up, now, I want to hear from my friends that I know have pro-choice. The overthrowing of Roe v. Wade, which should be, it's a bad law. It should never have been passed. It's wrong. This country has states' rights. You may think it's controversial to say this, but the Civil War was fought over states' rights. That's it. It wasn't fought over slavery. It was fought over states' rights. And states' rights mean so much to the Constitution of the United States of America, to this country, to each and every one of us. Check it out. Do a little bit of reading, research, talk to friends, because that's a huge thing. And Roe v. Wade stepped all over states' rights. Each state has the right to make its own decisions on the people who live in that state. If you don't like it, if your state says we're overturning Ro- whatever it is the states say, you move like I said in the last podcast. I'll say it again. How many people are moving out of California and New York because we don't like the left wing rule in this state. so if you don't like what you consider conservative right wing or Republican laws and governance in different places, move It's not the biggest thing in the world. no one's saying. To me and my family and my friends, my friend Dan, who I spent four hours with yesterday, he moved out of California. Successful business. Lived up in a beautiful neighborhood up here in San Diego. He had two kids in school, four years old, six years old. They're going to school, and he finds out because of COVID what they're learning in school. Yes, critical race theory. Absolutely critical race theory. Gender fluidity. You want to be a girl? Be a girl. You want to be what? You want to be transgender? It's a little kid, four, five, six years old. They took their kids out of school, and they moved. You're entitled to do that. This is a great country. You can go from California to Florida, California to Kansas, Kentucky, wherever you want to go. It's not the end of the world because you know your right to an abortion is challenged. So here I am. All these things I wanted to talk about, and I'm stuck on Roe v. Wade. But it's important because this leak is really what I'm talking about. This leaked memorandum. This is important. We have to prosecute these things, and we should all be behind that. The Democrats, the most left of the left, pro-choice, making a life a choice, a choice. I should have a choice. Yeah, to end that life. Whoa, man! Yeah, I don't want to pay for school. I want I don't want to have to stay home. I don't want to have to clean diapers. I'm not ready for that. I don't want. I don't need a baby right now, and I can't afford it. And I got. I have other things I want to do. I want to go out. And I want to play. I want to go to bars and clubs and have fun. And I don't know. oh, man! I'm going just end that life. No, this is a big deal, and so. Here I am talking about it, but it's just a memo for crying out loud. And it triggered this kind of response right off the bat, which really makes you think, wait a minute, they were pretty well ready. There's signs. They were out protesting. As soon as the word came out on Politico, the Politico magazine comes out. It comes out Monday night because I had a podcast all ready to go, and I tossed it and did something over when I read that. So it comes out Monday night, and by, I think it was that night. There were people with, you know, well-designed, printed, professionally made signs at the Supreme Court. So every indication is they knew this was coming. They didn't wait until Politico. There, there was something going on here, and it's wrong. And we need every Democrat member of Congress, governor, Whatever to stand up and say, This is wrong. It's a memo. This isn't a decision of the court that hasn't been put out there yet. You have plenty of time. And you don't lobby the justices. It's not what you do. You lobby your members of Congress. But now Congress has been so forewarned, they're all ready to pass this right to abortion law. So. Yeah, codifying Roe v. Wade is how they're saying it. But there's so much other things going on I want to talk about today. I get off on the tangent. That's okay. When we talk about the 22 elections, November, coming up, here we are. It's May, June, July, August, September, October. Boom. That's going to be fast. And we talk about those things. We have to talk about the election that was stolen, the 2020 elections. And I don't care what these people are saying that when you say that you're talking about January 6th. Yes, I was in Washington at Ellipse Park on January 6th. I was there. I was there on the 5th. I was there on the 6th. And it was a protest because we believed. And I think that most of the 75 million people who voted for Donald Trump believe, maybe I'm wrong, but I believe most of them believe. This was, at the very least, a rigged election. And I fully believe it was stolen. And I have the right to believe that. And the people on the other side who are condemning me as some sort of a, what? I mean, what what does Biden call the MAGA people? I'm a MAGA person. Yes, I am. Make America great again and again and again and keep it great. What's wrong with that? America first. There's nothing wrong with that. But you would think from listening to the other side, of course they're going to say that. Don't let it bother you. It's their sales pitch. Except for those people who've been arrested because they participated in something on January 6th that they shouldn't have. I totally agree they shouldn't have. I was there, my friends who were there, and I have quite a few of them, more than I thought, because I talked to some people who there. Oh, yeah, no, I was at the Capitol. Really? Oh, yeah, but I didn't go inside. Okay. That's a big deal. Because my friends who were there that I talked to that day did not go inside. They said, they breach in the Capitol. You got to draw a line. And they were right. And the people that went inside the Capitol, that's trespassing. That's vandalism. Destroying the property of the people of the United States of America. And it's not right. You know, we talk about the protest of the left after George Floyd that went out there and those protesters, billions of dollars that they wrecked, lives that were lost during those protests. What, 30 or 40 lives lost? The people killed in those protests? How many stores and lives were destroyed? How many people's businesses and homes were destroyed during those protests? That's all wrong. I'm not making any light of January 6th, but it's vandalism. It's destruction of property. Now, the left wing, the Antifa people, Black Lives Matter, there's a total left wing, the Democrat Party, that went out there and protested. And Kamala Harris chairing them on. Just saying, yeah, we're going to keep doing that. And we should, and they should keep doing that. Are you kidding? That's how you guys. On the left, my Democrat friends voted to be the vice president. You should have been suspicious of Joe Biden when he picked her. Wait a minute. The woman that was, that was she was the senator at that time, who was paying the bail. She had a fund put up to pay the bail. Because I guess there were still places, Portland or wherever, Seattle, that they were still having people have bail. 10,000, 15th, whatever it was. And she was part of that group of people that were putting together these funds to raise money to pay the bail for these people who were rioting, burning down buildings, burning down courthouses, burning down federal buildings. That's what they did. You wouldn't know it if you watched the news, you listened to the radio, you watched TV, you read the papers. You wouldn't know they were doing anything wrong. But, uh, you know, a few hundred I don't know the exact number of how many people actually breached the Capitol to protest and got carried away way too much, went inside. And those who vandalized things, broke things, I mean, that was really wrong. They didn't burn it down. There was nobody with weapons on our side. Nobody. Some people used some things on the wall to break things and do things that were dead wrong. And those people should be prosecuted but it wasn't an insurrection you don't prosecute them for revolting against the country they breached the capital and it was wrong but you look at that and you go what the overreaction of the left because they want to make sure donald trump what this is all about is just making this so egregious so much of a crime, so much of an insurrection against the country that, that was incited by President Donald Trump, was still president, January 6th, went out there, made the speech to the Lip spark. I was there. And what they're saying is his speech, he encouraged them to go in there and destroy the Capitol. He encouraged them to do that. By doing that, they were going to stop the process Of endorsing the election. And that's what it was all about. That's what they're making about. So that they can bring Donald Trump up on trial and find him guilty of doing that. So that's what that's all about. And this is what they're doing for that. So what will they do if this is what they're doing for that? What you know, galvanizing the left as all this stuff does, galvanizing some just ordinary. Democrats, yes, it is. What if they actually do overturn Roe v. Wade? What if they do? How much is that going to galvanize the left? So that's how much more we on the right, the conservative side, the red wave coming. We're part of that wave. You want to be part of that wave? You better make sure that you do. Whatever it takes within your reach to do to see that we get out a huge vote. Everybody votes that's capable of voting. If you want to take back this country and keep it from these radical nutcase left wingers, I haven't even talked about communism. I mean, the things that I haven't talked about is crazy today. Because there's so much that this country's in danger of becoming so much of the left, so much of that Bernie Sanders and these other crazy left wing. I keep on saying left wing, and it's not quite that true. When you say wing, you're referring to the extremes. And yeah, you could say Bernie Sanders is an extreme, but he, he's not, because he actually was probably the person. Who was the most popular in the Democrat Party? And I think they grabbed Biden because they, they didn't want to have, have Sanders. And Sanders is a communist. Well, he calls himself a socialist. Same thing. That he has a huge following amongst these people. Ordinary, everyday Democrats, not wing-nut Democrats, not nutjob left-wing communists. Ordinary people who hear the word communist. Like, oh, he's a socialist. He's not a economist. Oh, it's not that bad. Tax the rich. Yeah. That's what they believe. Who's rich? Who's rich? I don't know. You make a few hundred thousand bucks, a cop and a firefighter are married to a school schoolteacher, God forbid, a principal, administrator, a couple of people each making good six figures. That's the rich. That's what they're talking about. Now, forget about the $400,000 number. Do you trust what Joe Biden says? Do you really believe that? It's just not true. And he didn't hire something like 80,000 IRS agents to go after the rich. You can go after them with what? A couple of hundred? You got them on the books right? No, You don't see a thousand IRS agents show up on some millionaire's door. You know, one of these Captains of industry, somebody who's the CEO of some public company makes a few million bucks a year. a lot of people make a million bucks a year or more there's a lot a few thousand people, but well, we have three hundred and twenty million people in it, but I think it's up to three hundred and thirty million people in the country. I don't think you have thirty million millionaires. I don't know the number I got to look that up so there's a million or two. Or Whatever, you can get to them with the staff that the IRS has right now. If you're going to hire thousands and thousands of more agents, you're going after a huge swath of American taxpayers. How much of the country, the working people of America, actually have to pay income tax? I think you don't stop paying tax on your first, what, 20, 30,000 of income. The people that are making fifty or sixty grand a year, maybe they're a the fifteen, twenty percent bracket, you're gonna take off some things that you deduct some other things. All those people out there. So if you're making under forty five, fifty grand, you might be okay. But what if you're making seventy five or eighty grand? Or a hundred and fifty grand? You might be in big trouble, Mr. Democrat. You might miss Democrat, you might be in real big trouble. There's a lot of people out there in that category that need to wake up, smell the coffee, because they're gonna come at you and there's no place to run, there's no place to hide those agents. They have to pay for themselves. And Joe Biden, I don't understand what he knows and what he doesn't know. When he raises the tax rates, on corporations and wealthy people, they're going to find... That's what drove companies to China in the first place. That's what drove companies overseas. They found tax havens. They found places to manufacture their goods, not just where the goods cost less to make, but where they're going to be taxed at a lower rate because those lower rates are serious. That kind of money is serious. That kind of savings is serious. When you're running a business... You're making the money on the margins. And you better watch those margins. Oh, yeah, well, they're making hundreds of billions. The CEO is getting 10 million a year, 10 million plus bonuses. So he or she is going to work hard to see that bonus come in. That's where the big part of the money's at. So they have every incentive to make as much money as possible. What's wrong with that? If you're the stockholder in that company, it used to be 40, 50 years ago, 10% of America owned stock in the. Stock exchange now it's over fifty percent. if you're out there, you're over the fifty percent again. Remember fifty percent of the country people are making fifty thousand or less or sixty whatever the number is. they're not paying a lot of tax. but those people who are in that middle bracket between fifty and a hundred and fifty, a lot of those people are the people who are invested in the stock market. Oh, do they have big personal portfolios they have 401ks, whatever. That money is big money in the stock market. Look at the hit it took today. Yeah, the the market went down by 1,000 points and boom. What if it goes down by 5,000 points? Because the more interest rates go up, but it's not just the interest rates. What about the tax rates? When they raise taxes on these companies, the profits go down. The companies move out of town. The companies let people go their labor force labor is the biggest overhead of a company and when they start raising the tax rates they're gonna never let people go the CEOs they're gonna keep on making those bonuses they're gonna do everything they can no matter what you do because the way you incentivize the leaders of a company to lead it right to do the right thing which is to make that company as profitable as possible. Their pay plan is based on bonuses, based on profitability. And they're going to do everything they have to do. That's why when Donald Trump lowered the tax rate back here to bring those corporations back, and they came back because they really believed, okay, good, finally, this is going to work. And then, boom, it's overturned. You know, there's some permanent damage here. But we could fix it. This is the United States of America, and we can fix it. We really can, and we will. But it is going to take a major effort, and it's going to take all those pro-life people. Look, you wish for it. Be careful what you wish for. You wanted Roe v. Wade overturned. You're getting Roe v. Wade overturned. That's going to empower the left wing. It's going to empower the Democrats. Do not jeopardize the 2022 election. Don't. Make sure you got what you wanted. Make sure you, because you'll lose it. If those people take back Congress, I'm telling you one way or another, they're going to figure it out and you're going to lose it. Get out there. Because if this is what you want, this is what you believe in. Make sure you do everything you can. Because they're going to do everything they can. To make sure that abortion on demand is the law of the land. That's what they're going to do. So get out there and do what you've got to do. I know I'm going to be doing what i got to do, everything I can do, to see that we elect Republicans, the ones I like and the ones I don't like. I'm going to work on the campaigns. I want to talk about, at some point, not today, my friend Corey Gibson, who's running for, I think it's the 4th District in Washington State, and he did not get Trump's endorsement. So, we're going to talk about Corey. He has an event coming up on June 22nd, and he's not giving up. I love that. He's not giving up. So, maybe he'll win. Look, I'm a big supporter of Donald Trump. I think he was one of the greatest presidents we ever had. And I like what he did a lot in Ohio. I hope he's successful in Georgia. And every place else he goes, but I think he chose the wrong horse in Washington State. I do, and we're going to get Corey on hopefully be- before the election. He's been on Roll Right Radio before. We'll do it again, and we'll talk to Corey. If the other guy wins, that's it. Good. I'm going to back of him 100 percent. And you know what? So will Corey, because we know that even a bad Republican is better than a good Democrat. <laughs> yeah, it, well, that's a fact. The Democrat agenda is just a wrong agenda for America. If we need to be energy independent. We have to have a strong military. Might is right. Peace through strength. All those things count. We talk about it all the time. I had a whole handlepiece of issues to talk about. I think I did. I think I jumped from one to the next and the next. But the misinformation... Board, or whatever they want to call it, the Ministry of Justice. We've got to talk about that. Listen to what the left wing says about it. They said, Oh, no, that was started by Donald Trump. We need that because of the lies told by Russia and China. No, you need that because you're going to say that the Hunter Biden laptop was just Russian misinformation. That's what you said. That's what their minister of truth that they appointed already. And by the way, appointed by the Homeland Security Department. Homeland Security, the Ministry of Truth is working for Homeland Security? That's the Gestapo working for the SS. (laughs) This isn't a joke. They have guns. They have weapons. They have jails. Homeland Security. This is a police agency. This is a military agency agency. They don't just tell you what the truth is. And if you say anything different from what their truth is, you're a liar. And they come to your house and arrest you. They'll break down your door. They have. They've done it. You've seen it. This is the left wing. This is not how America is supposed to work. So if we want America to work the way we believe America is supposed to work, according to the Constitution of the United States of America, Elect Constitutionalists. That goes for you Democrats out there, too. Come on. Constitutionalists. Read the Constitution. Your Democrat Party is not following the Constitution of the United States of America. If it was, it never would have passed Roe v. Wade anyway. So let's all get together. Let's try to find common ground. I always want to find common ground with my fellow Americans. And where we're going to find common ground in just a few more weeks is in Washington, D.C., and rolling to remember. So please, remember how important it is to honor those who gave their lives this Memorial Day, who gave their lives for our country, for our freedom, so we can have these kind of discussions, so we can go in there and pat heads and argue and not throw things at each other, no violence, You know, that's all wrong. There's no need for it. Matter of fact, there's not only there's no need for it. It's wrong in in every way. And we should make sure with all that we have in today's America, in this world today, all the modern technology, why do we have to stoop to physical violence and hurt one another? Again, that idiot that tackled Dave Chappelle, throw him in jail. Of course you want to make sure he's prosecuted. It's a total felony. It's assault and battery. But it's not a laughable joke. It's got to be another word for a joke that's a joke on us as people when the leaders, the Gascones of the world, say they're not going to prosecute a guy like that. It's not a joke, a funny joke. But this... Something wrong. The best thing you can do is laugh at this stuff and move on and fight. You know, fight and keep fighting. You know, stay loose. Stay easy. Don't get all tense up. When you fight, the worst thing you can do is make a ball up your fist and make a tight fist because then you can't throw a fast punch. You got to stay loose, ready to go. Keep that smile on your face. Don't let that opponent get you all angry and tight and get you all... No. Be cool, man. Keep your fist, like semi-open and you throw it and as you get to that talk boom that's when you tighten it up just as you hit if that timing could be perfect it's not going to be tightened until the very last second as you strike and, and that's how you got to carry yourself yeah we're going to fight but that doesn't mean you got to be angry because you, you don't get things done that way stay calm stay cool keep your sense of humor and believe believe in yourself That's the confidence that you need to carry forward by believing in what you're fighting for. Believe in the things you're fighting for. Overcome adversity. Overcome everything. Never give up. Keep up the fight. Stay in there. Believe that you're going to win every second. Even when you're losing, when you're on the ground and you're grappling and your arms, you're going to win. You're still going to win because you've got to find a way to win. If you think you're going to lose, you're going to find a way to lose. It's the one thing I could tell you. Whatever you think, if you think you win, you probably will. If you think you're going to lose, yeah, you probably will. <laughs> I'm New York Mike, and when you listen to Roll Right Radio, you are listening to, hopefully, something that inspires you and motivates you to believe in this great country. And with all the things that we talk about, what's going on with the Supreme Court and, you know, the pandemic and the inflation and the internet. We'll get over it. We'll get past it. We'll get through it. We will win because this is the greatest country in the world, the greatest people in the world, left, right, and center. Ours is to make sure that we inspire the people on the left to move towards the right. This country's done it before. We'll do it again. We're going to win. I'm New York Mike. This is Row Right Radio. Thanks for listening. Thanks for being there. Thanks for subscribing. We are growing, and I love that. Yeah, that's it. Roll Right, baby. Have a great weekend. Thanks for listening to the Roll Right Radio Podcast. Listen, follow, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts.